Hey guys, as you probably know, we were at PAX this past weekend and we recorded a live show that we think went really well, but unfortunately the actual recording of it didn't go quite so well. We're still going to release the episode because we think there's a lot of good stuff in there, but be warned, the quality of the audio is not what we usually like to present on Idle Thumbs. It's not up to our standards. No. But uh, thank everybody for coming out to PAX. We had a really, really fantastic time and uh, can't wait to do another live thing sometime soon. Yeah. And we'll make sure going forward that we have a little more oversight into what goes on with the actual AV side of this stuff. And hopefully any future live episodes will have much better recordings. So now for your approval, Idle Thumbs. Give us that sweet dateline. Yeah, it's August 31st, 2012, and we're in a big ass room. <laughs> this is Idle Thumbs 73, and I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. I'm Jake Rodkin. I'm Steve Gaynor. And I'm Sean Vanneman. Welcome we're to Pat. by Doug Tobacco. Yeah! Hey. Doug! Hey. Made, made famous by the famous video game Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah. You may or may not have saved Doug in The Walking yeah. Dead. Yeah. 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 Who saved Doug? Raise your hand if you saved Doug. Awesome. All right, so like six guys. <laughs> That's fine. There'll be a save Doug meetup with just Doug. <laughs> you guys can talk about all the different ways you saved, which is only one, I think. <laughs> but um, Doug is here. Because Doug is uh, putting in a little extra time to work on the sweet Idle Thumbs website that we're able to rebuild thanks to uh, the generous support of the Kickstarter. I'm sure there's some backers yeah. in the race. Thanks so, so thank much. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Big round of applause for the Kickstarter. You guys are the best. And if all goes according to plan, sometime near the end of this panel, there will be a new Idle Thumbs website on that screen. <laughs> <laughs> if all doesn't go according to plan, Idle Thumbs is over. <laughs> It's a harsh reality we live in. I know. Yeah. yeah. Speaking about things being over, yeah, we miss you so much. <laughs> Wait, are you looking? Both at of you, <laughs> but um, we miss like you it. guys a lot. I feel like live panels are the times when we all get to hang out. Like that's, yeah, that's we don't really all see each other ever anymore. It's like I haven't seen yeah. you guys. Not since, all five of us since QuakeCon when we were sitting up here. I haven't yeah. wasn't here. No, I've yeah. only been on an Idle Thumbs with Nick Brecken and like other people in the room. Yeah. Like I've never actually yeah. just been in an Idle Thumbs in real... Oh, no, no, we've done progress cast, or like a GDC stuff. <laughs> what are we remember in your hotel room, Nick? <laughs> oh, 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 I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. Well, there were other people watching, but that's because, uh, thanks to the help of the Gun Run, streaming from Twitch TV. What are you doing, Chris? Should that be angled towards you a bit more? Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Perfect. <laughs> but, uh... 
You guys have been busy. How is Portland? <laughs> Tell us all. Uh, how's, it, how's it going? Welcome to the Portland cast. Uh, no, it, it's good. Uh, I'm working on, you know, an indie game. Working on Gone Home. And uh, it's, it's coming along. I wish I could be showing it at PAX, but unfortunately I just have it on a thumb drive in my pocket instead of on the expo floor. Um, but uh, stuff's going good. And I hear you guys launched uh, Walking Dead really recently, like within the last 24 hours if you're a PC gamer. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the third episode came out. Cool. But it was weird because I was going to jump into talking about Gone Home, but I thought that actually that might be weird. <laughs> like, we would just do what we normally do on the podcast, but you would be sitting here, but that might not be the way to go. It's a really cool game. <laughs> yeah. What was that, Nick? Huh? Nick was going to talk? Hi. We should talk about it. We should talk about Gone Home. I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to stop you it's talking really to the public about the game I'm making. Like, yeah. Go for it. Well, yeah. Chris is really... I mean, last week you said you were really excited about it. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, it's, it's nice to play... It sounds stupid to say, but it, it's nice to play a game where you just are in a house and you're finding things and walking around and interacting with things. You're doing all the things that are, in most games, are the kind of goofy throwaway things like oh yeah we made it so you can open the drawer but in this game it's the whole thing is about really getting to know uh, a single location really really well it's like that thing that I think we've talked about on the cast before about Jordan Mechner's Last Express yeah this Last Express kind of thing about wanting to instead of trying to simulate like a vast area uh, to kind of a low degree of fidelity and depth uh, explore a very small area to a very very high degree of depth and it's something that's super uncommon in games um, and it's really cool it's really awesome playing Gone Home and uh, feeling like it all matters everything's there because it matters not just sort of because it's incidental so yeah. Steve I like your game thanks yeah it, it's something it's something about games that always frustrates me is when they make like a really you know like tons of games have really big cool interesting worlds that look really neat and then you can't really hardly touch any of it you know it's like yeah. oh that's that's behind glass or like you can only run around and shoot things so that stuff that looks kind of cool on the table you just kind of have to stand back here and imagine that it's cool and so yeah gone home is all about like you can actually touch everything and get close to everything and actually yeah, like find meaning in stuff all over the world. So. Is the slogan for Gone Home "Touch Everything"? <laughs> uh, is it is it whispered by a voice at the end of every Gone Home? <laughs> yeah, it's it's for the touch the... everything. <laughs> I think that, wasn't that a Nintendo slogan yeah, at one point? Like, like, touch touch everything. Everything. I like to be touched. Or I like something. it. Like, wasn't there like I like to be touched? <laughs> so, whispering into this room is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I know. you guys should all really try this after the panel. Yeah, <laughs> after. So this is us trying to adapt our content to fit the yeah. medium. Yeah. Strengths of the medium. We're adapting to the empty giant room. <laughs> yeah. After the panel, there will be one line if you want to come up and say hi to us. Another if you want to go, uh, touch everything. <laughs> I hope it sounds as cool over there as it sounds. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Sean, you were saying a couple weeks ago, you were talking about kind of the notion of scale in video games and how that's something that you're realizing for you is like an, an incredibly important part of what video games can communicate and convey. Yeah, definitely. Is um, that really? Because I think you were talking about it in the context of larger scale games like, like DayZ, but I mean, are there, I don't know, do you have anything to say about it in respect to the opposite, kind of? I mean, I really, I have things to say about it in respect to, I guess, DayZ versus Gone Home a little bit, um, and sort of... A comparison you're only ever going to hear on <laughs> <laughs> A Venn diagram which does not overlap. Uh, yeah, but I mean... Sean's going to overlap them right Daisy's now. DayZ is a perfect example of scale, and I also think, like, personally, it's what I'm the most interested in, and 
you know, whether... Can, I'm like, sorry, real quick. Can you guys hear Sean fine and everything? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay, cool. Sorry. It looks like you're far away from yeah. the mic. Um, I'm just paranoid. I'm just worried about, like... <laughs> <laughs> you're concerned. You'll eat it if you get too close. It's like the like, Hanna-Barbera bone bite. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Like the Hanna-Barbera? Like, yeah, like, wanga, wanga, wanga. when a dinosaur dishwasher eats something. Yes. Precisely. Like, <laughs> okay. Um... Yeah, you know, I was playing Daisy, and like I was also thinking about it just on like the games that I hope I make in a lifetime, which is not a way to ever think. But uh, you can think that way. You'll cry a lot though. <laughs> um, and the thing that's so great about that game, and I think it's something where like people talk about what games can do well and what versus other media does well. And we talk about that a lot on the cast, especially in, for like, in, uh... Are you guys just touching? <laughs> we're, uh... Where's that water coming from? Where are we? We're, we're, we're touching everything over here. So what is You were making some sort, of, some sort of cogent point a second ago. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm both, like, angry and thirsty now. It's amazing. <laughs> we're not really angry. Go angry. on. After, after, yes, of course. <laughs> This is, I'm drunk with power with this microphone. <laughs> uh, and, like, I think scale is one of those things that not only can video games do really well, and actually, I'm aping your point, because I think you, you took it to the next. Let me know if I'm putting words in your What mouth. I do is take things so that it's level. <laughs> yeah, 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 you just like, said, like, video games are sort of, like, like, responsible. They have, like, they owe it to themselves because yeah, yeah. they can do this well to really represent scale honestly. Oh, you are just, you are just verbatim That's why saying I'm the words I said like, two weeks ago. Footnote, Chris Remo. <laughs> like, three weeks ago, Idle Thumbs Office. Yeah. Oh, um, good job. And, uh, <laughs> uh, that wasn't MLA formatted, for what it's worth. No, that's fine. It's Chicago manual style yeah. format. <laughs> Oh my but God, I, what that is. I think that's totally true, and that's one thing that like you can really do in a video game because of the way you can control, like the way perspective is so directly tied to the person who's playing it. You know, in movies, like you're kind of being laid, like the perspective is being laid before you, and you are just sort of like subservient to whatever the perspective, like you know, whether it's like two towers, like in Lord of the Rings, like crazy birds flying off a statue for scale. We always talk about that stuff. Or it's something really small, a single tear, you know? Like, you're just being forced into these perspectives, but with games, um, you're not. Uh, In a lot of games, at least. In some games, you are. Um, Walking Dead, you are forced into perspectives. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking it, but I wasn't going to say it. See, I'm so glad you're here, Steve. (laughs) But in DayZ, the scale of the world and the problems you have to solve scales so like scales jesus it also like projects onto the theme because you start and you have a bandage and that's it and you have like all the needs that a human being has like i gotta stay warm i gotta like uh eat some food i gotta stay hydrated and i have to keep my blood inside of my body um <laughs> something that i think about a lot actually you should. Basis. you should you'll live a long and healthy life that way <laughs> um, but then well, before you know it you're like rolling up a cat and then a boat and then you're like rolling up islands and bridges. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's exactly true. So you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's something that that yeah, like when you were talking about Daisy on the podcast a couple weeks ago, you were talking about how yeah, it, there's these powers of ten. You know, where you're yeah. like, well, I'm a guy who's almost bled to death, hungry, huddled on his own in a forest, and those guys are in a helicopter right. with miniguns flying around the island. And they started and, out the same way that you did. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like I have a crowbar, and I'm looking at a goat and being like, okay, even if I kill that goat. 
how am I going to get the meat out of that goat <laughs> and then eat it so it doesn't like kind of cook it? So you like, don't and get then E. coli or something. <laughs> you know, it's just that, yeah. and that blew my mind. That was yeah. one of those revelatory game experiences I've had in a long time. Yeah, and, and, and I love that, yeah. but I also think that there's a ton of uh, territory to explore that isn't touched a whole lot, which goes in the opposite direction right. from human scale. Like, what are my concerns as a full, you know, like. The, a single entity to like, like a man body to, to like hand scale like you know like I'm, I'm actually interested that's in like what's on this desk like what's in that yeah, dish you yeah. know like going deeper on in the opposite direction of powers of 10 to like smaller and smaller how little tiny things can have relevance if you're actually able to interface with them and most games it's just like no you're basically a collision cylinder that shoots damage out of it so you can't really interface with that. So, stuff, like, for instance, know. in the upcoming Gone Home from the Fulbright Company. No, that's what I'm saying. I yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I was... That's, <laughs> that's kind of where I was going to walk the point, is that, like, you don't need always, like, that grand juxtaposition to make the point of scale. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I think there's something about going smaller and, like, more intricate. And we... I mean, honestly, we have tried to do a little bit of that stuff in The Walking Dead. Um, like, whether it's picking up just a single key to get these handcuffs off yeah. and then cut to, like, a really wide shot of... Lee like, alone in this backyard. Yeah, like or like having 20 cupboards you can open in a room. Yes. We cut that down to like four. It's like five <laughs> cupboards. Remember? We had 20 cu- Jake was obsessed with... We're just talking about... this. Come to the Walking Dead panel tonight, I guess. Um, we're just... I uh, was obsessed yeah. with putting pe- cupboards everywhere. The guy became technically challenging. Yeah. Should we talk about... Like, we... Since some of us have exhibitor badges, we were able to actually sneak into Paxil early today, which was yeah. awesome. So we actually oh, played some new video games. Well, first, we had a really fun game experience. Like, wait, what are we talking about have. instead? Am I no, jumping no, no, the line? Should, no, no, it's about that. So we should oh. definitely talk about the specific games we played, but also just in general. It was weird walking through... I've been... I've gone to a bunch of PAXs at this point. I think I've gone to probably most of the PAX Primes and a couple PAX Easts. And it was... It's weird how much the show floor feels like... E3. A video game industry yeah. trade event show floor at this point. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if I have any yeah, interesting PAX, observations about that, yeah, but it was it was PAX surprising. Was a, the goal that I know that that uh, the Penny Arcade guys had when they started PAX was we went to E3 as press a couple times, and then we were sad that fans couldn't go to E3, so we wanted to make an E3 that fans can go to. Oh, then I guess they've achieved. Yeah. Now yeah. they've they, they, they fully achieved yeah. that on the show floor. Congratulations! I kind of all, all encompassing that. Yeah. But there's awesome shit out there also. No, Aside from the fact cool, that you yeah. also are just having your skull pressed in by bass, <laughs> yeah. um, and by sort of bored sounding people in slightly too tight t-shirts telling you a, pr- a program schedule, yeah. <laughs> and maybe six different. Flavors of dubstep in your ears. Oh, is Nick? Are you Nick? Are you standing up on a oh, podium sorry. telling us about a panel? I, know, I was. I looked at Nick, and Nick sort of like pursed his lips, Nick. and I was like, "Oh my God, Nick's giving a platform speech." <laughs> no. What? What? You're not, just making, you're not just making you repeat your Hearthfire VO over and over and over again. Introducing like an automaton. No. Okay, it's bad. Was anyone else disappointed that the Hearthfire preview video didn't start with "Hey guys, Nick Brecken here"? I know. <laughs> we did a take. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, it but, just wasn't working. Yeah. Yeah. A thing that we did do, at least Chris and Sean and I did when we were out on the floor, was we played uh, Chris Hecker's Spy Party game. Yeah, that game oh, yeah. is awesome. Is it yeah. the new art style in there now? No, the new no, art style is not in there, so it's still it's on, like... It's on panels. You can see what it looks like. Yeah, the art for that game is going to look amazing, but it still looks like you're playing as lower-res versions of characters from The Sims, except yeah. that one of them is being assassinated by a sniper. <laughs> <laughs> Which I downloaded that Sims mod and it was pretty good. <laughs> the, it's, it's a really cool game, though. Oh, okay. you were, you were going to tell us about the game. Well, I mean, I'm just going to just describe it for people who don't know what Spy Party is. Yeah. It's a game where uh, there's 
like in, for example, the level that we were playing, there's a room that is kind of just floating in space, basically. For the at least as of right now, as of right now, until there's art there. But this sounds a, like a trippy game. <laughs> it's a soiree, you know, an evening soiree, floating in the middle of space. Fancy. <laughs> so that's why Idle Thumbs decided to check out this. Yeah, we heard that yeah. Was a space and then he told soiree. us, "Oh, that's just temporary." That's just and then temporary. We it's not. It's not, it's not a <laughs> cosmic soiree. No. Uh, but and as you're walking away, he was like, "I can put the moon in the background. I can put the moon." <laughs> that was the best thing, but you just did. good. <laughs> So, so you, uh, there's this there's this kind of swanky little gala event thing, and people are walking around and interacting with each other. Like and appreciating you'll really like it, Nick. Shelves, as uh, the, as the, yeah. the, 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 the vice president, president of artisanal cheese and meat. Uh, yeah, right. No, but Possibly you do you Tuscan do just wine. do swanky party things, or like yeah. swanky things that you also do when you get bored at a party. Like you go and sort of look at the library of books and pull yeah. a book off a shelf, or you can examine the fine art on display, or mm-hmm. engage in or distract from conversations. And all of those mechanics exist because one of the people inside of this room full of NPCs is a player who's who's a spy who's just playing a sort of party goer. So yeah. you have missions which are like transfer the microfilm from one book on a shelf to another, or bug, or the, bug the ambassador, yeah. or uh, gain information from the double agent or a confidential informant, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And also there's something that you have to do involving swapping two statues, and I forget what yeah. the mission is for that. Um, and so if you're if you're the spy player, you know. Which of these people are each of the? You know yeah. who the ambassador is. So, you know who the so you're milling around in this party, trying to look like all the other NPCs that are wandering around. While at the same time, there's one other player in the game, one other human player who's playing as a sniper, who's observing the entire thing from outside. Yeah. And uh, they have one bullet, and their objective is to take out the spy. So they don't know who anyone is, and they're just observing this room full of people milling around. And then you wait until someone does something out of line, like you can catch someone carrying a bookshelf or carrying a bookshelf that would give away that's suspicious Um, that is suspicious yeah you look for someone who's spending way too long fiddling with a statue or someone who's talking to that one character for way longer than it seems like they should or someone who Mm -hmm. is carrying a book around with them when when blatantly that's not what you would do at a party and then you shoot that person yeah and kill them (laughs) Yeah, and it, it's it's cool did, because did you guys play against each other? Yes, yeah, yeah, Sean was a sniper <laughs> both times, yeah. and then Chris and I took turns being a spy. Did you murder yeah. them? It was actually really. No, Sean was a shitty sniper. Well, <laughs> well, he, he, first, he I was a merciful he, sniper. Oh, merciful. I had your number. I literally so there's this really. You cool, didn't know it was me. He did though. He there's this really good mechanic like where you can oh. target people and sort of like highlight them or um, low light them. So everybody's in the party, and there's also characters that have roles. There's like an ambassador and stuff like that. So you know that like the, your opponent is not that person. So I just kind of flew through and just. Low, like you can just basically put them in shadow, like low lighted all the people I knew you weren't, and then the next person I landed on, you like did something, and I was like, "That's Jake," Boop, and highlighted you, and then I continued to like talk myself out of it over right. two and a half minutes because I didn't want to shoot the wrong person. Well, there was a guy with a camera and a pork pie hat, and I was like, "Totally Jake." Like you know, I just knew that you, you just looked like a weird like no I, journalist, but like like I, well, that's the thing. More I knew like, you were the uh, like. It was, he looks like a weird, like a yeah. old, old timey journalist, not I, like. I, yeah, he's like a guy. Yeah, I knew you were the sniper, you know, because obviously I was sitting across the computer from you, and I was like, "Who's the last person Sean would think that I would pick?" <laughs> so I got the. Uh, we we had the the narrative apparently of you and I. Knowing each other as yeah, well. Yeah, just like, yeah. <laughs> this is like, I know the guy they've sent in, so I disguised myself as an extremely sort of boring looking fat lady. <laughs> just really, this like a God, plain woman. This, this, is, this is, that, that, that like false imaginary meta narrative just gets way better when you're like, okay, so he knows that his old buddy is the sniper, so he, yeah. he dresses up as a fat old lady. <laughs> And then Sean wins and snipes an old lady, and they're like, oh my god! No, and, they, and then they pull a mask off. <laughs> <laughs> it was Jake! Well, it's not an attack 
taking apart my rifle. Because as the spy, you can see the red laser of the scope at the party yeah, the entire time. So I was, I did my very first task and saw it go whoop and land on my head. I was like, I've been made. Oh shit! <laughs> uh, but then I was like, how can I, as nonchalantly as possible, knock all of these out as quickly as I could? So I walked past the ambassador, like dropped the bug, like pulled the book out. Like there's a little sort of uh, like Lynx golf thing for, which is a weird mechanic to have in there. But how sort of cunning you can be at reading your book if it's time. It's like an accuracy correctly. mechanic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then Wait, what accuracy I, at reading a book? No, you're you're tr- you're swapping your sw- microfilm. I'm, oh, I'm putting oh. microfilm into a book. But yeah. so so it's like a it's like an active reload thing. Like if you yeah, exactly. it, you're like oh, yeah, exactly. but otherwise you like fumble like, it or something. Yeah, okay. if, you're, if, if you're the best at swapping the statues, you can do it so cunningly that it appears to the sniper that someone else has done it. But basically, the story that ended up happening is Sean thought he had me made, but what he didn't know is that I'd already accomplished all of my goals. Yeah. So he was watching through the scope as I walked out in slow motion and peeled off the mask. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, three guys showed up behind me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sounds like a cool I mean, game. It's and oh, I was saying, I was saying two weeks as my fat lady costume was coming off. <laughs> <laughs> Came off like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so cool because I didn't. Um, the whole game is predicated around the notion, obviously, of your ability as the sniper to distinguish a real person from NPC behavior, which is already fascinating on its own because it means that the player who's the spy has to basically impersonate how an NPC works, which is it like there's so many layers of what makes this interesting. And even to someone who's never played a video game before, I feel like that's. That's a fairly interesting premise, but if you're someone who's played a lot it of video sounds, games it and you like a know a dad would find interesting, <laughs> well, right, but, you're but, like, oh, you have to impersonate the computer. Right. <laughs> but, if, oh, I but, see. but on top of that, is to be if you have played a lot of video games, you you we have like lifetimes of stupid brain information yeah. about how NPCs yeah. work well, in yep. video games. Just things that we know when, when I was that playing, NPCs do that we don't identify as dumb or weird. Yeah. Even though they kind it's of like, oh, are. NPCs kind of turn suddenly, like, and yeah. it's weird. Yeah. So, oh, that's going to be a real guy. Go for it. Oh, no. I, okay, I will say it. I was really annoyed in this game when I first started playing it that I couldn't make my character face the direction that I wanted them to face. Like, I would try to walk yeah. into a conversation, and then they would sort of just go like this, and then... Like, they'd turn 20 degrees, then I'd press the stick, and they'd sort of just flip 180 degrees. Yeah. And uh, so I would be in conversation with someone where I'd be standing like this, looking off, and my character would be articulating as if they're in a conversation. I was pissed at the fidelity of control. And then I looked around, and everyone else was having conversations right. exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> I felt okay about yeah. it. Yeah. No, the first thing I did when I was playing against Sean was my guy's just standing there, and I didn't. I was kind of nervous to even touch the controls because I just, you know, wanted to make sure I knew what I was going to do <laughs> Your before I started be like moving. A jumping jack? Because well, <laughs> you know there's a sniper out there. It's like, oh, God. So. <laughs> <laughs> the first, the first, like I push the stick, and immediately my character goes into like. There's very little animation blending, so just immediately you just go into walk speed, and I'm like, oh well, that's it. It's over. It's done. <laughs> like this is ridiculous. And the first, my first thought is I'm done. And then you see the the scope kind of just scan over, and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> it's, it's really cool how how nervous it makes you. Um, and and then so I'm going through, and I spent a long time not achieving any missions because I was so convinced. That you just had you had me made, and then finally I start and I go and I I uh, I bug the ambassador and I start going around thing, and then I, I go into a conversation because I want to I figure okay he, he might have seen me accomplish that mission I'm going to take some heat off and just go stand in a conversation for a while and do and just do my little like looping conversation hand motions along with all the other NPCs. And uh, and then the I see the scope come to our little group of people, and I'm like, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god. <laughs> and then then and then I hear I hear a shot, and it takes me like a second to realize what had happened. And like, I'm here. There's like this lady here, and it's just. <laughs> <laughs> 
just the most amazing moment of relief. <laughs> so what was why? Why did you shoot that lady, Sean? <laughs> he thought it was. Why Jake. did that lady deserve to die? That's a really good question. <laughs> Not one I have a specific answer to. Yeah. You just knew it was her. Yeah. You went with your gut. Yeah, you know, I, you know, don't do that. Don't when another person's life don't is on the line. Lady. Don't be I like, learned that oh, from definitely. video games. Yeah, you yeah. can't play it like it's like like a three card. Well, no, I remember monte. you saw her do something you thought was suspicious earlier, and you were like, I got my eye on that lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had seen her do. I think it was like the the swapping the book mechanic is like really you take a book you can take a book from one shelf and put it in another shelf, and like you're supposedly like moving microfiche when you're doing that, and. She had done that, and like the book, this is so dumb. Um, had stuck to her hand for what I thought was like a little too long, yes. which I thought was like some sort of like something that would be ironed out before the game comes out, you know. But like, yeah. it's like that's a tell. So like, see, that's what I'm talking about. She's all of dead this now, like, but all of these weird assumptions we have about how video games work and how NPCs work and how animation works and like all like IK systems, all these things that we as video gamers have all of these assumptions about. Also, Chris Hecker has been making games like for many million years longer than any of us have, and he knows all that stuff too. So he's probably thought about all of these things, about how all of the low fidelity aspects of how video game characters interact. How he can't get around the fact that some of that stuff is going to be there. So he is anticipating that and then building it's into his AI systems <laughs> and into like I assume as much parity as possible between how the AI operates and how a player will operate executing the same commands. It's just fascinating yeah, to me. It's like, the best. It, yeah, it it's makes the it... best game at PAX. Idle Thumbs, game of the show. <laughs> the only one that we've played. <laughs> uh, yeah. Actually, no, that's a lie, because we played one other game, which is another game about spies oh, yeah. floating around in rooms which are currently just cubes in space because the game isn't done. Um, it's a sick new genre. Which um, yeah. Brendan Chung's... Has, has, oh. How many people here actually have played Gravity Bone or 30 Flights of Loving? Yeah. Oh, awesome. oh man, a, sh nice. a shitload of people have. Sweet. Um, Sweet. Brendan Chung, the guy who made those games and uh, Blendo games, is at PAX. Also over in like we were, we started this by talking about how the show floor looks like um, how the show floor looks like a giant E3. The one place that doesn't is in the very back of the larger convention hall, which is where all the indie developers are. It's awesome back there. You should go check it out. Um, but Brendan's there, right at the front. Along, I think Spy Party's right at the front too. But he's got this game, Quadrilateral Cowboy, which is. I don't, know how to, I don't know if we should go into it too much because we're already we can, we burned a million hours. We just hours. give the, sort of the elevator pitch on it. Yeah. Essentially, you are the sort of fat computer dude in a remote location who's kind of the, well, the runner. for like He's the guy running the actual spy who is executing a mission in real time. So you're, the, the, the conceit of the game is that you are looking through a video feed through this guy's eyes and like doing all this hacking for him, so you're—I mean, as a player, you're still making the guy run around and jump and do all those things. Um, and the crazy thing is, you have this portable terminal with you that you can put down on the ground and actually hack into all of the systems in the building you're in. Did, did, did you guys play Doom Three? Well, sorry. I don't know if you've ever heard what? of Doom Three. Okay, no, the, um, <laughs> it was the third game in the Doom sorry. series. Quite, yeah. What? Well, okay, Brendan. The, the previous two, uh, the previous two sort of the Gravity Bone and Thirty Flights Evolving games that Brendan made were done in the Quake Two engine, and they have that sort of deliberately blocky kind of lo-fi style. This game has that same aesthetic and takes place very clearly in that universe, but it's, he did it in the Doom 3 engine, which means if you guys remember in Doom 3 when you'd walk up to the computer terminals that they were like working terminals in 3D space, you could move a mouse around on them, you could do all this crazy stuff. He's using that tech 
to make all of this lo-fi spy equipment. So like you walk up and you throw out your old like 70s briefcase terminal, it goes and unfolds, and there's just a DOS prompt on there. You walk up to it and you can just start typing on your keyboard. So you log into camera systems and doors and stuff and run it all using this sort of internal simple programming yeah. language. You, you have it's, to, it's you have crazy. to, you have to open amazing. a Telnet terminal. Yeah, to, you, to you Telnet into yeah. the camera systems and stuff. Like you get, um, You've got a little two two old crappy little CRTs that look like they're from like a mobile TV studio rig or something that also then jacks into the computer so you can hijack security cameras to watch them in real time on a camera that's just or on a TV screen that you just drop out of your inventory. It's it's yeah. that aspect it's of it is is insane. Yeah. So like there's a one of the missions in there you have a a little remote deployment device called the Weevil that's a yep. little bug with springy legs that you drop, and then you t- tell that into the Weevil so that its eyes are displaying on a little miniature TV next to your terminal. That's and actually in the game world. Yeah, so you're, on the UI. Yeah, so you're yeah, sending, yeah. You're sending yeah. commands to this little robot that you've put through a mail slot yeah. who's then hopping along uh, an abandoned like little research laboratory, and you're watching it on a little 3D screen here. And this is all just you're still wazed and mouse looking around through this and yeah. typing typing. Like little, like it's like you're programming a logo turtle. It's like if exactly. anyone's ever played, <laughs> yeah. exactly. like if anyone's ever played Robo Rally, the board game. It's it's quite similar to that, where you've got your little robot and you're putting in commands, and then it executes yeah. them in order. And it's, it, it's, it's kind of also crazily obtuse to, to start when you start playing this game. There's but a, yeah. If if you if weird first person atmospheric stuff. Climbing around, like clamoring and world traversal, and really OCD computer hacking mechanics appeal to you. You have to go check this game yeah. out. <laughs> it might, in fact, be the only game ever made, yeah. or will ever be yeah. made for that person. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you're that things. person in the audience, you are psyched right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's really cool, though. Um, so that's some stuff that we saw at PAX in like the 40 minutes that we had uh, yeah. before PAX started. Because we're the first panel of the show, except for the huge keynote that's going on somewhere else. Yeah. Thanks for coming to this instead of that crap. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're our favorite people at PAX. Yeah. You're the, this By is, a considerable yeah. margin. We're, yeah. Um, you guys, uh, we might do some live reader mail. Yeah. yeah. We're, like, we probably, we're gonna do mail. like uh, 15 minutes of live reader mail. So if you have if questions, you guys, or you have questions you want to ask us, anyone? Oh, anything? Do, we didn't warn people at the mic up front. Or this. The, that's a good I guess. Question. Yeah. I guess we have a microphone here. So this is gonna be funny. So you you have to come up and stand here and face towards the audience <laughs> and talk into that microphone it's here. Justify your question. It's like. Yeah. Uh, I think she's actually the podcasting the version of Rock Band, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, so. But this only works if someone actually asks a question. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, I got it. I love it. It's leaving. I will, guys. First of all, I want to say that I totally like understood what uh, Jake meant with that the thing blood. Yes. Uh, I totally got that. I didn't understand why you guys couldn't get this whole. <laughs> we're we're long past. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Thanks. It's all forgotten. Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, Rock, questions for all of you. You can turn the microphone around. It's fine. Yeah, this is terrible. (laughs) This is an awkward stance. Anyway. Thank you. You knew what was supposed to happen, and we told you not to do it. Turn the microphone around. We're sorry. We've ruined the podcast. You can just bring it it out of the thing and just hold it. Is it wireless? Hand it to the person. So now you have to walk around like a... I got to like Tony Robbins this shit. Yeah, exactly. Um... Just broad question for everybody. What is your most memorable or uh, most meaningful or whatever, your favorite uh, bug or like glitch that you've ever run into in a video game? Wow. Can I, can I, I ask you I, for some qualifications? I is this in a shipped a... game or a game we were working on? Ooh. Any well, bug. as if oh. working development, oh, you probably yeah. come across yeah. like yeah. really yeah. interesting yeah. like development yeah. bugs. All right. I have a definite answer if it's Do a it. thing in development. Okay. Kill it. Okay. So 
Um, now I'm waiting for you to be like, so in Psychonauts 2. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, I work at Double Fine, but before I worked at Double Fine, I worked at Irrational Games and with Steve. And uh, we were making Bioshock Infinite, which they're still making right now. And I don't, So in System Shock 3. <laughs> <laughs> in, the, um, in the demo, if you guys saw, I don't know how many people here saw the second E3 demo of Bioshock Infinite, but it, there was... It opened up with the two main characters, Liz and Booker, in a little curiosity shop, a little curio shop, and uh, Liz finds, uh, I'm sorry, her name's Elizabeth, I probably shouldn't say Liz. Uh, Elizabeth, Liz is the internal official nickname name for of, Elizabeth, the so, name. Uh, uh, I call her Beth. <laughs> <laughs> so Elizabeth has, she finds this like Abraham Lincoln mask, and she kind of puts it on for a second, and kind of, four score and seven years ago, and Booker just kind of goes, well, whatever. And so she goes, oh, and so she takes it off, and, you, and then the rest of the demo happens. But there was an amazing bug uh, when we were getting ready to, to go to E3 in the, you know, in the weeks leading up to that demo, and uh, she, would, um, she would put the mask on, and if you did certain things as Booker, like if you walked, if you like hit certain triggers and went in certain ways, she would, she would never take the mask off. Like, because it's a video game, it didn't really look like a mask. It looked like just an Abraham Lincoln head that was on her. Like a, like a, like a big, like super deformed, giant head Lincoln. Like big head mode Exactly, yeah. And so she would follow you around this entire level for like 20 minutes, just as like breasted Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> It was, it was uh, basically the best thing ever. We and have I, an episode I wish, title. <laughs> I really wish that that would end up in the shipping game as an Easter egg, but it's clearly not going to. So, um, at least you now know. Um, I, th- so I guess I, this please don't sue me, Arash. <laughs> this isn't exactly a bug, but it's also a Bioshock thing. It's a Bioshock Two thing. Um, but when when we were in in dev early. Uh, JP LeBreton uh, actually was messing with some stuff to see what we could do with like scaling characters. I forget why we were even doing this, but it was basically because like, you can in a video yes, game engine. <laughs> because the, so in a lot of games you couldn't, but in the Bioshock One and Two engine you could just say uh, do draw scale three on this enemy or whatever. So first we made a very tiny big daddy who was like up to your shins and he ran around and acted all scary and stuff, and he was like that he was big, the cutest guy, and, and, that, and that was fine. Uh, but then, but then we were like, what if we just took one of the splicers and scaled them? to 5.0, and so we scaled up Toasty, who's the guy with the big lip, that's the same guy, uh, and, and we scaled him up, like, that's hilarious, and then he saw us, and it doesn't scale up any of his attachments, so he was holding a lead pipe, but he was like this big, <laughs> and, 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 he's, and he's a melee splicer, so he, he just starts running around like, I'm gonna get you, like, <laughs> like above your head, swinging his tiny little pipe at you, and it was my favorite. Wait, so, in, in Bioshock... Do do the attacks? Is it actually like when the when the weapon collides with you? So it like, is. Yeah. So he was just like he was basically gumming you. Yes. <laughs> that's that's good. I'm glad that's the case. It was good. Um. Yeah. No, those like you asked for everybody's. Those have to win. Those okay. are good. <laughs> yeah. those are good. Thanks a lot, then. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for the question. Yeah. Oh, I had one that I enjoyed, but I won't talk about it. It's really good. You're though, the first so. person. <laughs> you're the first person to answer. Really? No, it's not that good. It's fine. You weren't missing anything. Next question. <laughs> Put it up on the board. Uh, hi, thumbs. Hi. hi. Hello. This is the first chance I've had to say this in person. So oh, thank God. you for bringing back out of thumbs. Oh, thank oh, you. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. We're happy that that worked. God, I thought that was gonna uh, be. This is the first I've had to say in person. Uh, Jake looks less like Big Bird than I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for making out of thumbs return. 
When you put up the video that said you were bringing back the show, um, I had some hopes that since you said you were going to expand into other other areas, uh, that there would be more community-focused uh, events. And uh, I thought that the Molly Jam was a pretty good step in that direction. And I'm wondering if you guys are planning to do anything more in that vein in the future. That's a good question. I mean, we've kind of batted some ideas yeah, around. We talk it, about it a lot. You know, I yeah. mean, we talk about. Like the only limiting factor at this stage, because of how successful the Kickstarter was, is really just the amount that we can be alive. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's and I, that's really that's pretty thing, much yeah. what it is. You know? well, it's you, also you mean keeping the blood from falling out of your body. Precisely. Yeah. <laughs> it's also just a geographical thing. I mean, the Idle Thumbs. We really like that Idle Thumbs is from San Francisco, and we now, thanks to our Kickstarter, amazingly have an actual office in San Francisco, which That's is the most amazing like, thing, mind-blowing to us. Because like, especially like Jake and I, like we've been involved with Idle Thumbs for... Almost a decade? Eight, yeah, in fact, this October, no. No, in fact, this past May was the eighth anniversary of Idle Thumbs this as a E3 website. This E3 was the eighth yeah. anniversary. We yeah. launched so the E3 because that's what you do. Yeah, um. so, that's, so that's crazy to us, and it never had a dollar to its name that entire time. Now we have an office in San Francisco. But because of that, it's an, uh, being an internet thing, our fan base is obviously not concentrated in San Francisco. So we have to think about, we have to figure out ways that we can do meetups and stuff that don't feel just totally exclusionary. I mean, I think we'd be happy to just meet up with Bay Area Thumbs fans, but like... I don't know. I mean, I guess we have to talk about it, but we definitely want to do more stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, I mean, stuff like PAX and other places where gamers gather yeah. from all over already seem like a good opportunity. And then also, I mean, like the Molly Jam example is, it seems like a really good thing because it wasn't all on you guys. Like it was yeah, a really yeah. big like that effort that a lot of people were huge, involved fast, with. Yeah. Which but made, our names were out of thumbs was on the shirt. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it was cool. By the way, that was awesome. That was like, I mean, another thing. We can talk about how grateful we are for so much stuff, but like the fact that like the Kickstarter it was just it had just ended. We had just kind of like found this office that we liked, and we were able to afford these things. And then it was like, let's also co-sponsor this event for the yeah, San Francisco people. That was a like weird thing to be able. That was just such like, the best premise for a game jam that's ever. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and like that was just an opportunity that yeah, we were able right. to we were able to take. You oh, know? Oh, so the Peter Molyneux game jam. Co-sponsored by Unity and Idle Thumbs. <laughs> what? That's that was the a world good week. in which we live. Thank oh, goodness. this also should be revealed. Oh, look at this. I mean, my chest. <laughs> Check it out. Get ready. Yeah, so those are, yeah, those exist. We don't have a wizard shirt with us, do we? No. Oh. No, no I was Sean just the wi- tattooed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. so those are done. Uh, we put that up on the blog, and it's really just coordinating the other stuff because it's like shirts and some other yeah we're stuff. still yeah. waiting for the stickers and the prints to come back from manufacturing and then all that shit is going into a warehouse and then into boxes and then into the grubby hands of the postal service yes and then into your and then, into, and then they're never seen again and then yeah, yeah then they will be lost for hundreds of years and a Norwegian man will be <laughs> underwhelmed by them <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Cool. Anyway, yeah, we want to do more. Yeah, I mean, stuff we, we really we, we talk about it a lot. You know, yeah. we talk about doing stuff a lot. So you we'll guys will happens. be the first. To and get ready for ThumbsCon Year of the PS3 2015. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of it is also that we've been, especially in the last couple of weeks, really been just crunching on the on the website and and some other stuff we're working on. So that's been, I think, occupying a lot of our our brain. But hopefully, you know, if all goes well, at least the website will be real Oh, it's today. up. Look. We've <laughs> <laughs> yeah. more our, our new crunch. website is inspired by Quadrilateral yeah. Cowboy. Yeah. Uh, it's just going to sit at a terminal all the time and produce content. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you, yeah, if you examine the CSS code for the new Idle Thumbs website, you'll discover a lot yeah, of Yeah, thanks to Mike, Mike Watson, Watson right our, there. Yeah. Our yeah. front-end developer has ruined cascading style sheets forever. Thank so. you for ruining it. Um, Anyway, nation. 
Um, so Enough yeah. applauding Mike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question. Next question? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Hello, thumbs. Hello. Oh, hi. Thank you for retreating slightly after taking the microphone. <laughs> Should I approach? It's like, is the, the microphone's in the light, so you're just like creeping into the light. And... <laughs> um, so you guys talked about Spy Party a little bit, which yeah. got me thinking about Hidden in Plain Sight. Have you tried this? The Xbox Live indie game, which is kind of sort of like Spy Party in its premise, but released. No, I haven't. I haven't um, heard of it. So tell us about it. So it's got about four or five different modes that are sort of the same, impersonate an NPC, and then somebody else is trying to stop you or kill you. Okay. The most interesting mode is you've got a team of snipers who have spotlights and a team of assassins who are trying to shank everybody in a crowded room. And the people only die when the spotlight goes over them. So you can do clever things like trying to kill people only in the shadows and then walk in the opposite direction, and then you don't know who killed them. So it's, and the other cool thing is it's four players. So you can have a team of two snipers awesome. and two assassins at the same time. And this, is, awesome. this is on, it's, it's, it's on the X-Blig? On the yep. Blig. Is there a PC cool. build? Because it's XNA. You know? Oh, on Xbox uh, for Windows? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know about a PC version, but if you get four players in a room, it's super yeah, fun. Awesome. Definitely check that cool. out. Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely hear that. Thanks, Thanks for the heads so up. Thanks Thanks the Xbox for Windows is not compatible with Xbox for Xbox. Do we want to take a quick like insert break in the middle of Reader Mail in case this... Doesn't work. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe we should take deploy longer. an internet yeah. page, uh, and then if we'll, then we'll come back to a next question. You guys, so yeah. like, whoever the next two guys in line, let's definitely grab you guys. Yeah, um, just so we have enough time. Well, we have 15 minutes. Is, we can do is a launch. Oh, we have 15 this. minutes. Is a launch going to happen? We can. What are we set for launch? I don't know. <laughs> I'm asking. I'm asking. Okay, good. <laughs> Doug has memorized all the codes and is ready to go. <laughs> all right, let's let's launch our website then. Fuck yeah. This, I, this, this is going to be super thrilling. I just want, who, okay, I'm sure you guys probably know this, but just to, cl just to clarify, this is 100% legit what we're doing right now. We are actually launching our website for real live on the internet. and it Except that it's not live on the internet because we're not streaming this. Yeah. We're the only people who can see these terminal commands. Yeah. But like exclusive, exclusive. Oh, Our man. old site is called idlethumbs.old, by the way, apparently. <laughs> just, just you guys wanted to know. Is that going to work? This is real. This is okay. Do it. Do it. Do it. Somebody. Oh, go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, what does that mean? Is it? Oh, uh, uh, what is it? What? <laughs> now you know we were not bullshitting you. That was an error. That was not the website. This was not faked. <laughs> The dog is beating himself up right now. He doesn't need to love you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> you can take it off the screen. No, 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 no. This is awesome looking. <laughs> All right, we'll do we'll do another reader mail question. All right, <laughs> Doug, you have one so, reader uh, mail to solve. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it seems like we're having some trouble with some launch, so we'll, uh, we'll return now to reader mail. Uh, make it a long one. Will there be any snacks or game demos? <laughs> the, the last guy always used to worst. bring snacks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, hey, um, if you come back up here, we have these candies. Oh uh, yeah. If you would like here, come. Here. <laughs> These are the smallest candies. Thank you. They are. They're, these make me so feel small. giant. <laughs> Look how small these are. 
And now this is when you start pretending to kill someone. <laughs> oh, yeah. They do not scale with... <laughs> Are you guys seriously... Up with uh, us? Go ahead, ask a question. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, so last weekend, I was I spent the entire weekend uh, doing Ludum Dare. Oh, I cool. was wondering uh, your opinion on uh, Ludum Dare, game jam events like that, and the sort of rapid game prototyping and what that... Crates. I don't know. It's awesome. It's the best. Yeah, it's really. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, like we said before. I'm not we, into it. We... <laughs> oh, we got Jonathan Blow up here. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, like we dense. said earlier, we helped to organize the um, the uh, the Peter Molyneux game jam, and that was a blast. Uh, I haven't. I've only played one game from the new Ludum Dare so far because I we just we've been it's been a busy week for us, but uh, I think stuff like that is really awesome. Uh, I've never actually participated in Ludum Dare. I don't know if any, anyone here mm -hmm. has. But, no. uh, I, in general, I think that stuff is great. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, you were really stoked for like. It felt like the, there was like a high from Molly Jam that like stuck with you. Yeah, Chris just walked around smiling for two weeks. Yeah. You never also, washed that Molly Jam shirt. I also did music for like four different games during it, so I was in just one of those like go yeah. modes where I was yeah. just every those second things are awesome. doing things. Just yeah, out of curiosity, what did you make? Unless you don't want to tell us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was a um, the the theme was evolution, so we made a sort of a weird combination of Super Smash Brothers and Pokemon that needs entirely more polished than it has, um, that your stats were based on a genetic code that you would create and design, and the, um, the sort of the idea was that that would be a strategy puzzle type of a thing to arrange your genetic code in the best way to produce the good, uh, the best character. It's called Dragoneticist. Um, on Ludum Dare. So, really cool. Cool. Awesome. Everyone check it out. Awesome. Sweet. Yeah. Video games are sweet if you're wondering. Yeah. <laughs> Video games are awesome. Yeah. So, thank you. Yeah, totally. Thank you. That's thank awesome. Thank you. Wizard hat. <laughs> please. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I am. Hello. I was wondering. <laughs> Hello, uh, wizard man. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Do you guys um, remember uh, Icebox at all? Tech oh, it's Tech Corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he he couldn't make it. He uh, asked me to ask a question on his behalf. <laughs> um, I was really hoping everyone would say, "I am." Yeah, I know. I was. Really <laughs> no, wait, wait, you've you've met Icebox. No, we've met Icebox. Okay, Icebox. I have old news. That <laughs> guy is the new Icebox. <laughs> All right, what's the, yeah. Well, this makes his question box. a little more sad. Well, I declare this question is to be answered by Nick Brecken, who said jack shit today. <laughs> All right, Nick. Whatever happened to Icebox? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> Good answer. Oh, you guys, All right, all right. So, so Icebox, um, he, he thawed out. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I don't know where's Icebox. Icebox is I, I don't know what happened to Icebox. Nick, you were the last person to see Icebox alive. <laughs> I don't think I ever met Icebox for the record. I believe that he had a cardboard sign which said "I am Icebox," and you said, "Oh God, that's Icebox." Oh, that's right. I killed Icebox. <laughs> was he in a room? He was floating in space. Yeah, he, he was there. Well, yeah. this investigation How did you is over. Who was? Okay. did it. Yeah. <laughs> How did you determine which one was Icebox? So, well, hold on. Can you can you come up with the sort of like casual mob guy who killed Icebox? Like you could say Icebox is like chilling out. He's on ice. Like what, what's what's the phrase for? I, I think you just did that. No, no, no. <laughs> there's probably a better one. Yeah. Send it in to questions and I'll tell Icebox is cool. That's the phrase. <laughs> Doug wants to press another button. Oh shit! Oh, oh shit. shit! All right. Oh shit! All right, here we go. I'm gonna try this again. 
refresh it, make sure we're. It's not lunch this time. That might have been it. <laughs> oh, Mike, I'm so happy you made this. I believe in it. Again? I'm Good. glad we get yes. to see it twice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The book club has a website. There's a whole internet in that internet. So it has pictures from Colin. Scroll down to the bottom for just a second. Give people a little taste of that very yeah. bottom of the page. Yeah. You like you, got, what you want to show people? There's some good icons. You should examine those at your leisure. Yeah. Click click on the other cast. This is a this yeah, is a, a, met, a meta page for three different yeah. sweet casts. Yeah. So yeah, you can see uh, Idle Thumbs is here. That's the most recent episode. There's the new uh, most recent episode of Three Moves Ahead, which we're now hosting officially. And then um, we have episode zero of the Idle Book Club. So we'll be starting that. Also, um, the fourth one contains live video of you. Oh no! It's not. <laughs> <laughs> In an even fucking bigger room. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Um, the there's a cool like built-in player at every page. Um, yeah, this is that's a new feature. Right? You can we made a real website now after yeah. like on the eight years before, right? of a bullshit one. So um, this is like I I know this is we're, really... we care about this probably way more than you guys do. Yeah, because you're like I just listened to this through iTunes and I'm never gonna go to this website. But, um, <laughs> but you like, should go to it. I'm just gonna say. We went to a lot of podcast network websites while making this one, and we really think this is a pretty good. Website. Oh, you should go to the Idle Thumbs webpage. We're just going to tell people. Okay, <laughs> follow along at home, people listening to the MP3. Uh, go to the Idle Thumbs webpage and click on the shows button. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Go to the thumbs page. Yeah, go to the thumbs page. Shows and click on. Yeah, thumbs. click on that, and, and then go to yeah. an episode. Pick an episode. Crazy cranes to see. Most recent. And then observe our painstaking work. Browse back through a couple of these. All these stupid images that we've been yeah. making at like f- 15 by 30 pixels. You can go through the entire Idle Thumbs archive. We've found, we re- We found like found. 95% of them. Yeah. Some of them. I did a fun thing the other day that you need to do with the new site. So pick any episode from like episode 12. Start way back. Play the first five seconds of every episode and then move on and just go as fast as you can. And it <laughs> makes this insane fever dream of an Idle Thumbs episode. <laughs> it's really fun. It's usually just someone like, saying like That sounds bus. like the best Idle Thumbs episode ever. Yeah. All of those. All uh, of those all of oh, those. that's the real one. Hey. And then, so this is um, something. So if you're a Kickstarter backer, it's, this oh, is going to be cool. We should show it because it's going to be on a big <clears throat> screen right now. Yeah. Yeah. Click on that. <laughs> so here Ta-da. is everybody who backed us. Stop here. We have to point out that someone paid us a shitload of money to list their name as F. Nick Brecken. <laughs> <laughs> what? But then also listed Nick Brecken. So <laughs> that. Sorry. It's my favorite. That, that me. And then yeah. here's the House of Lords. I'm sure there's a Steve Gainer in here somewhere. There is. So That's this is a terrifying, mean. amazing list, also. And yeah. then also Friends of the Adult Thumbs Library, which is every. And so it, it, this when this got built, the magnitude we started barfing of <laughs> the magnitude <laughs> of the past six months kind of made us weep a little bit. But um, this yeah, was an amazing thing. This to is really like the coolest thing. So if you're in this room and you contributed to the Kickstarter, you are or have been looking at your name. Oh, we're getting to the bottom of this, which is the best. Uh, have, that guy's there for scale. <laughs> I hadn't seen that guy before. Yeah, is that tremendous? <laughs> so uh, speaking of scale, we're just tying this back into Sean's discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a full loop. Yeah. So um, we have like what, like five minutes left? Or no. Something? Well, my watch. We have five minutes. Yeah, five. Okay. We can do. We can do. Oh, we got two guys left. We'll do. Yeah, yeah we'll right. do your so two questions. Thanks again to everybody who put you know, like on this wall, yeah. and thanks to these guys who are going to ask us questions. Yeah, hey, uh, when people attempt to identify video games as an art form, they often compare it to traditional ideas of narrative and theme. What do you think of the point of interaction as being an emerging form of artistic expression? Could you say the last sentence again? Uh, what do you think of the point of interaction, like how you control a game and how it's reflected on the screen as an emerging form? Artistic expression, like do you do 
how it's refining and evolving and how it can elicit a greater level of empathy from players. I, I think it's, I, I'll, 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 have, I'll have an extremely serious answer. Uh, thank you for coming to this press conference. Uh, um, no, I, 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 I think that um, it's, it's like any new form of expression where it, I mean, relatively new, where it's just a different way of expressing ideas and it means that you can express new ideas that you couldn't necessarily in a linear art form, but also you can express ideas that have been explored before in film or stage or, or uh, books in different ways. Um, I think probably the goal is to be able to reach a universal human experience using the tools that are only available to the medium, um, and we're still discovering how to do that. Thanks. Thanks, Steve. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I was like, oh, and? No, no, that's no, pretty good. Uh, hey there. Uh, All right, I guess that was, hi. I guess uh, I hello. that, that existential I question about video games. I do want to hit on one thing. I do want to hit on one thing, and I'll, like, I'll talk about it at length maybe on the next cast, sorry, because I think you hit on something, which was, like, oh, empathy for the, like, empathy in general, and, like, empathy for your players, and, um, the player being able to make sort of an empathetic connection with what's happening, um, <laughs> in the game, I think is, uh, super duper Super important, and we're just oh, for sure. starting. Well, what you're saying is, five games is super duper duper important. <laughs> <laughs> Look, well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> by extension, I mean it, it is definitely my belief that the this doesn't necessarily <laughs> obviously no individual game or any individual creator. There's nothing. There's no goal that like everyone making a game needs to try to shoot for. There's no goal that any individual game needs to try to achieve, obviously. But I do think that, broadly speaking, it is one of the most important responsibilities for any form of expression or art or creativity or whatever you want to call it to not just, not just foster empathy to its characters, which I think can, can definitely be a great goal. But more importantly, I think you should be left, hopefully, if you experience a great work with some more measure of empathy for your actual fellow humans in the world. And I think that's something that people who make who make creative work um, have, a, have a responsibility at some level to, to try and achieve. And I think one of the reasons, this is going to be really just puffing up my buddies here, but like one of the reasons, that's a... That's oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> episode title, like that replacement. Like, that was amazing. That was like, I just like yeah. there's like one cupcake left in the kitchen. Everybody's just like clamoring over themselves to get it. That's what I felt. Like you said that You're sentence like, and I started falling <laughs> over myself to make a statement. Yeah. Yeah. Puff, 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 but, uh, oh, he's but, actually saying this. <laughs> when, I play, when I play games like... You know, like 30 Flights of Loving and uh, The Walking Dead and Gone Home, I definitely feel like that's... And I guess Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely feel like... I'm sure you guys didn't, don't have those, that goal like consciously at the front of your brain, but it definitely feels like those games are the work of people who, who subconsciously or consciously have that goal in their mind somewhere. And I really appreciate that, and it makes me really proud to know you guys. So that's a really sappy thing to say, but I'm... It's really cool. I love you guys. <laughs> so, Thank you, guys. So we have time for one more really quick one. And this will be amazing because we got through all the reader mail. We didn't have to turn people away. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. Uh, Nick's <laughs> finally free of all that remail clogging up the room. You get a uh, chance to whisper something weird, so do it. Do it right now. I don't have anything weird to whisper. Just that's fine. <laughs> don't, don't anyway, um, <laughs> you were talking earlier about how uh, you think that the sort of uh, low-fidelity interactions in Spy Party sort of... Uh, Add a meta gameplay for players who uh, like remember all of the games that were sort of earnestly like that back in yeah. the earlier days of gaming. Well, I think still now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Sure. Um, do you think that sort of the new improved art style throws that into a kind of tension, or and if so, do you think Chris Hecker intended that? 
No, yeah, I, that's a I, good definitely, I definitely don't think it throws an intention because I think when you look at still a lot of games now... <laughs> with so a, like, that's a good question. No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, okay, this is like a one-sentence response, okay. but like... Many, many games are released now where the pure visual fidelity, like in a screenshot, is still incredibly high, but then a lot of the animation blending and IK and stuff is still really janky. So no, I don't, I don't think there's any real... I think a lot of games are like that still. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of what I was getting at. It's sort of maybe a meta-narrative on the current state of games. Yeah, um, I think he might also just want it to look really nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, yeah. I think that it is a fair point because games that look really beautiful don't want to have NPCs right. behave the way that they do right now, even though and the NPC behavior is kind of similar to when 3D NPCs first started showing up, which is what Spy Party looks like right now. So yeah. Spy Party looks and behaves like it's all era appropriate, like in a way that if you had a game that looked like Spy Party and behaved like Spy Party, like eight, ten years ago, you would be like, I'm the lord of games. Whereas now, yeah. you'll have a game that looks really modern and yeah. behaves like Spy Party, and you'll go, no, oh, I wish my NPCs sucked less than they do. Yeah. So that, I guess that's, you know, I don't know what I, you're going to say. I'll also be interested to see how it actually translates into yeah. 3D art. Yeah, that's exactly what I was It could say. interestingly be like really low poly, you know, like yeah. actual models that have this nice texture mapping right. on them, but it's yeah, like, oh, that's clearly like a res down abstraction of a person, but it's drawn from this nice yeah, concept. Yeah, we don't know what the that, game's going to look like. Also, the new style of that game looks awesome. Okay, so yeah, when you go by the Spy Party booth, check out the ban- panels. We are out of time, yeah. says the time sign. But you know, awesome. Thanks. Remind, uh, let's, let's do this conversation on the cast next week because okay. I think there's a whole broader conversation about how we represent things in games that I think is you're kind of hinting at, which is cool. Yeah. So, cool. guys, thank you so thank much you for coming. Thank you very much for being thank here. You, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, everybody who's ever helped us in any capacity. What if it sounds really nice? No. There's no Jake, need to wonder about that. We need that. to tell you about a bad thing that happened. Yeah, we need, I don't know if you heard about this, but. Wait, you need to sit down. Yeah. Okay. Remember that time we spent an hour recording a live podcast? And it went really well. Yeah. Remember how it was really good content? Oh, I was there for that. It was great. Yeah. yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had a good time at PAX. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to hear it, I bet. Mm-mm. Relive it. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Share it with your friends. Pretty stoked. You guys, Facebook, you guys are really selling how Twitter. good this is going to sound. Yeah. Well, it was really good content. I can't wait to tweet this cast. Well, there's some bad news. You need to sit down. Seriously, you, you got to sit down. Sit down more. <laughs> There, there that's, we that's, go. That's what we're talking better. about. Just less of a fall. Turns out the auto quality is not so good. Yeah. Mm. It's 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 not perfect. Mm. Not pristine. Mm. Yeah, you wouldn't call you wouldn't call it excellent. Mm. Audio files may or find acceptable flaws in its recording. Mm. Yeah. Only on really high tech systems yeah. like. Like, like Apple that can play iPod earbuds. Oh yeah, like like MP3 player earbuds or computer or speakers. a homemade radio speaker set. <laughs> yeah, a ham radio. <laughs> right, or anything. Right, right. So, I mean, so what you're really, saying is it sounds bad. really anything that can play an MP3 is fairly advanced. I would say, relative to human history. If you played this through a Tamagotchi speaker, it would sound. About not, right, not great, but not but, great. Yeah, it would sound about what you expect yeah. to come out of the Tamagotchi <laughs> yeah. speaker. It would sound speaker. like it were appropriate for that. Yeah, the, those that, that was that would be equal. I see. Now, if you were putting this through like a Klipsch like five point one home <clears throat> system, that would be in that would be a poor pairing. I think. The system would shut down. Actually, it's like it's like pairing. <laughs> the emergency shutdown would occur. <laughs> yes. It would just power off to save itself. Yeah. So you, you, George Lucas circa 1985 <laughs> would walk into your room and punch you. <laughs> You'd put this on a Far Cry Instincts audio uh, 
level. No one remembers that reference. 